0: The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The apostle said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing, Or tending sheep in the field? Come here at once and take your place at the table. Would you not rather say to him, Prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Some of you that might have been away uh, or visiting with us this morning, uh, welcome back from your travels and welcome here to this place. Uh, and I will say to you that this is not my normal get up for a Sunday morning. I uh, did have a little bit of a tumble in my driveway and broke my nose and uh, so this is fixing that and I get to take it off Wednesday or so and the purpling in my face is gradually going away so now I know exactly how I can fix myself for Halloween. (laughs) No longer a problem. (laughs) Um, I taught school, as I think I've told you all, for some years. So it may be the school teacher in me that kind of comes out when we have some scriptures that don't necessarily make a whole bunch of sense to us, just reading them or hearing them. And I'm not going to be preaching on it. I'm thinking, well, I could just ignore it. But then on the other hand, I think, oh, you guys could take just a minute and a half to hear what it's about. So I'm going to do that. Lamentations, we've been reading in uh, the prophets prophesying about how Jerusalem would be destroyed. Well, Lamentations happens, is is what we hear about after Jerusalem has been destroyed by the Babylonians. So it's this sense of this utter gone-ness, This it's been pillaged, it's been burned, it's just You know, it's been rubber, it's rubble now. So that is the lament, that's the lament, how hard it is. But then the other part of it is, but we must remember. We must remember what Jerusalem meant to us. It's kind of like if your family home burns down. It's not there anymore, but you still remember in your heart all that was there. My daddy's family home burned down, and, and daddy said that it was a long time before they could hear a fire truck again, the whole family, and not just cringe because they remembered. We lost the family pictures, the albums, and so, stuff like that. So, what the family did was they rebuilt in their hearts and in their mind all that house and what it meant to them. So, they're saying, don't let us ever forget. What Jerusalem was for us, so that someday it can be that again. The psalm, especially the end of the psalm, which seems so horrific, and we, re- we sung it this morning, and we almost got through it, maybe without it even making a big impact. But if that's the case, I'm now going to read it so it will make the big impact. O <laughs> daughter of Babylon, doomed to destruction, Happy the ones who pays happy the one who pays you back for what you have done to us. Happy shall he who te- shall be he who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. This is just pure anger coming out of the Psalmist. There's nothing more or less that we can say about it. And one of the things that I think that they have we read it is to recognize that our emotions about things that we get angry about and people that we get angry about who have destroyed things that we, those are real emotions. This anger, the person that did this to us, we want revenge. It's basically what they're saying. And we have to filter that through all that Jesus is teaching us and teaches us. But I think in the honesty in Scripture means you hear it for what it is, you recognize it, and you say, okay, I've had some of those feelings about people who hurt me. And then we move on. Is that helpful at all? In other words, you heard exactly what you heard this morning. So now we can move on. <laughs> I want to start, uh, as I look at the gospel, I want to start by talking a little bit about Mother Teresa. I had an experience of reading her book that was a book that she had penned back letters back and forth to her bishop, her confessor. It was a painful book to read. It was beautiful but it was painful for me and the reason it for me was that way was because she was so honest in how she felt about her own dark nights of the soul. The times when she doubted God, her mission, her religion, her being in the order of the Sisters of Mercy. These were difficult, tough letters that she wrote her bishop. And you could have, if you took the pages of that autobiography and took off the title and took any word out that it was about, you know, Teresa or about Calcutta, you would think to yourself, well, I don't know who wrote this, but they sure probably didn't get anything done in their lives. They're a mess. The reality is, is St. Teresa, according to if we just took it out and looked at her psychologically or even sociologically, we could say, This person could have never got anything done. But we know it wasn't that way. That Mother Teresa did so much. But she was a human being like you and me. A godly woman. But she came to where she was through her love of God. So what Mother Teresa and the Sisters of Mercy did was they defied everyone around them when they began to care for the sick in the streets of Calcutta. The sick, the older people, the any age, and the children. And what we believe happened is, is that she had watched this and been drawn to wanting to do something, but nobody wanted to support that. And somehow, at some point in some time, the urge not to just leave it alone became greater or lesser than the need to do something. So that little bit of faith, that little mustard seed, and you guys know how little a mustard seed is. I would have brought some this morning, but our cleaning people would have murdered me if they'd gotten all in the carpet. They would have never gotten them out. They're so tiny, so tiny. What they began to do, Teresa and the sisters said, no, we are not going to leave these people on the street to die. We are going to deal with them. And so she began... They began by just simply bringing them up off the curb, getting them just the least amount of attention. And it was through work and prayer and belief and hope and that little mustard seed of faith that they began raising funds, finding ways to do the things that people said could not be done. And by the way, in that culture, in that time, it wasn't that it couldn't be done. It wasn't even necessary to be done because these people weren't worth it. But Mother Teresa, even with her doubts, even with her own feeling of not being good enough, not being close enough to God, not having all the answers, even she, working with God, made all things possible through him. That's the byword for this morning. And I asked you for just a couple of minutes, or for a few moments this morning and through this day, don't put Teresa up so high that you don't see yourself in her. That you don't recognize how you also have been uncomfortable with things And got so uncomfortable with them that you had to make a change. Because I know you people have. I know you've done that. You can't help but go downstairs and look in the parish hall. And I'll use the kind term for it. All the assorted goodies (laughs) that you all have brought and are coming in for the tag sale. Somebody in this parish or some people in this parish had a little seed of hope and faith and they say we need to raise money and we've got stuff we can bring together and make that happen. And what has that little faith brought you? A miracle fund. A miracle fund. I've been here a month and we have already Changed two people's lives through the money in that miracle fund. Because you all had that faith. And you wouldn't let anything stop you. So you know what I'm talking about. Don't discredit what you're doing. Don't discredit your possibilities by saying, Well, I'm not Mother Teresa. Well, God had Mother Teresa... God used Mother Teresa. God's got a lot of other places needing help. And some of them might just be in Georgia and North Carolina and Florida and adjacent states where you all are from. Well, don't let me get too much going or I'll never get back. Mother Teresa says, Our calling is not to do great things, but to do small things. With great love. Our calling is not to do great things, but to do small things with great love. There's not a one among us who can't do that. That's something we can tackle and we can accomplish. So what of us happening in this piece of gospel we've got? Well, Jesus has just finished telling the disciples how much they're supposed to forgive. You guys, you're supposed to forgive, and then you forgive some more, and then you forgive again, and then if you're not through with that, and they come back, you have to forgive them again if they're really sorry. You get in the picture here? you got to forgive. Well, the disciples got that picture so much, they said, Oh my gosh, we can't do that. Give us, grow our faith, grow our faith. We can't forgive people like that. Haven't you had an enemy like that? Sometime in your life or in your childhood or teenager, even might have been a significant other or spouse that you sort of got bent out of shape with and thought, I'll never be able to forgive that. And so they said, we got to have some more faith. We got to have some more faith. And Jesus just burst their bubble. You got enough, guys. You and me and God together don't need a bushel. How much do you need? Mustard seed. A mustard seed. With God, a mustard seed will make it work. And that's exactly what what we saw them grow into. Those disciples grew and grew in their faith and their ability to love and to forgive and to heal, so much so that we're here today because they grabbed hold of what Jesus told them. They took their mustard seed of hope and put it with God and had the strength to die so that you and I would have their witness. Generation to generation, the story keeps going on. Now, you may find it fascinating that he would go on to say, well, if you've got enough faith, you could say to this mulberry tree, which, by the way, is a great big tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea. He doesn't say be uprooted and go slam it in the sea. He says plant it in the sea. That has confused me most of my life. And finally, uh, a person who I will murder in trying to pronounce her name or his name, it's, I just did it. The first part of the, the name is Y-V-E-S-I-B-I-N-G, I guess Bing Chin. That's his name talks about it this way. He says, when you grow faith, when your faith grows, you are able to transport people and situations into a new place. You can move things that you didn't think you could move. That's what Mother Teresa did. She said to those people on the street corner, on the curb, rather, her faith took them up, pulled them up off the curb, sick and dying, and moved them over and planted them first in the convent and then in the hospitals and then in the orphanage for the children. She moved them. She replanted them. She gave them new life along with her sisters of mercy. That's what this is about. Jesus is putting it together because when we have the faith of a mustard seed, in coupling up with God in Christ, we can move things. Matthew said, move mountains. Tell me about someone who spent years and years in AA or N.A., or one of the other anonymous groups, they'll talk to you about their first days. They'll talk to you about that moment when they came to their first meeting and they heard the first words about, you have to change your playground and your playmates. You can't have your same friends. You can't go to the same places you used to go to. You have to start over. If you've got faith, just as much faith as a mustard seed, you can pull yourself out of where you've been and God will help you replant into a different community, a new community and you'll grow there. You will grow there, and you will take root. I got a phone call this week from my friend who proudly announced to me over the phone, 28 years, 28 years. She didn't have to say anything else. We both knew exactly what she was talking about. But I remember that day when she had to have that mustard seed taped on her with duct tape. She was hanging on by a thread, but it started and she changed her playmates and her playground and she changed her life, 28 years. Don't ever hear this story again and think it was just some whimsy. That Jesus said, he's telling us people, you take that faith and you work with me and God and we'll move things. We'll move things. That's what this journey of ours is about. It's about grab and hold. Grab and own. Even if you do have to take that mustard seed of faith and tape it on. Hold on to it. Because we're God's disciples. And God is saying, "I gave you a job. Thank you for getting on with it. And by the way, you're not going to get a whole lot of thanks. So don't think I'm going to go out and tap you on the back every minute and say, "Boy, you did good today." That's what that parable is about, by the way. We're just supposed to do what God asks us to do. To be faithful servants." Look at Paul. Look at Mother Teresa. Look at the people in this congregation and then there's this community. The question is, do we believe? Do we believe? Because if we believe, then we're ready to keep on keeping on, to keep on looking for that mulberry tree that we just might be able to pull up from the mess it's in and get it planted in a better place. Amen.